Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. Hello, dear listener. Welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. This is episode 28, and in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into productivity and efficiency, and we'll define these terms, and we'll also get into a lot of different techniques you can use to get more done in less time, whether it's doing your homework or studying or doing real actual work. Uh, This episode will help you do it more efficiently. And today I have a guest on the show. His name is Zach Sexton, and he's a dude that I met at the World Domination Summit uh, about a month ago in Portland, Oregon. And he's a writer at Asian Efficiency, which is one of the biggest and I think the best um, productivity blogs on the Internet. So you should definitely check that out if you're looking for more deep dives into productivity. But Zach and I are going to dive into a lot of different techniques and things that we do personally to stay more productive in our own work. So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Uh, Keep listening. But before we get into the actual interview, if you have questions about college, if you want to know about uh, specific academic things or how to be more productive, how to get internships and jobs or how to manage your money more effectively, then send those questions to me. I'm thomas at collegeinfogeek.com. That's my email. And I'll try to answer those questions personally for you if I can. But we also do monthly Q&A episodes with uh, my roommate where we take five different listener questions and we answer them on the show. So if you have those questions, send them in. We'll get them answered. Um, And that would be awesome. So before we get into the actual interview, a couple of the segments I do before every show starts. First up, the resources of the week. Every single week, I want to feature a, a... tool you can use to become more productive or that makes your life better in some way and also a learning resource that can enlighten you and my tool for the week is uh, I recommend using a clipboard manager on your computer now I have to mention two different tools since they are not there's not one that works for both Windows and Mac so if you're on a Windows computer then look for the tool clipboard help plus spell and that's a free program that you can get from the creator's website I believe it's donation coder and then if you're on a Mac, there's an app called Copy Clip. And both of these are free. On the Mac side, I actually use a program called Alfred, which is insanely, insanely awesome. And it lets you do tons of things. But there's a power pack option that costs about $25. And you need to buy that option to get the clipboard manager functionality. So if you don't want to spend any money, Copy Clip is perfectly fine for just getting clipboard manager functions on your uh, on your Mac. And if you're not sure, a clipboard manager is essentially just a program that saves the things you copy. So, you know, normally with the computer, if you highlight some text or you right click a picture and you copy it, only one thing is ever stored in your clipboard manager at uh, at a time. And then if you copy something else, well, then it's gone. Um, and I don't know about you, but in the work I do, I'm constantly copying things. I'm copying texts for quotes for blog posts. I'm copying passwords from my last pass manager. I'm copying pictures to import them into Photoshop. There's all kinds of things I want to copy, and I don't always want to lose them when I copy something else. So having a clipboard manager lets me save all that stuff 
and access it easily when I need it again. All right, so the this week's featured learning resource is the podcast Workflowing, uh, which is hosted by Mike Vardy, a guy that I met at the Podcast Movement Conference a couple of weeks ago. And if you're looking for more uh, more content on productivity after you get done with this episode, then Workflowing is an awesome podcast to subscribe to. I think at present time, they have about 135 episodes, so there's definitely not a lack of content to dig into if you're looking uh, for ways to be more productive. Lastly, we have the listener tip of the week. During each episode, I want to feature a tip from a listener about doing better in school, landing jobs and internships, or mastering your money. And if you have a tip and you would like to have it featured on the show, you can email it to me or tweet it to me. I'm at Tom Frankly on Twitter, and I'll feature that tip along with your name and a website or a project that you want to shout out. So let me know uh, what I should talk about. And this week's tip comes from Ransom Patterson, who has been commenting and emailing and doing all sorts of awesome stuff. So Ransom, thank you again for the review in the last episode and then the tip in this episode. Ransom's tip is don't procrastinate, but also don't let yourself get overwhelmed by everything you have to do. Focus on one task at a time and devote yourself fully to it, not worrying about all the other stuff you have to do. In a given week, I probably have two papers, a couple hundred pages of reading because I'm an English major, several hours of music rehearsals and my job while still trying to find time to work on my side projects and have time for socializing and fun. If I thought about every single little thing I had to do at once, I'd be perpetually stressed out and never get anything done. As I've learned from Leo Babauta, who was the founder of ZenHabits.net, treat each task as its own universe. It's not easy, but it brings a lot of peace. And I couldn't agree more. Um, in the next episode, which is another Q&A episode, there's a question about focusing on one thing at a time. And Martin and I discussed this at length. So, Ransom, thank you so much for the tip. And for the rest of you, if you have tips, send them in and you'll get them featured on the podcast. Lastly, if you like the show and you're uh, getting you're getting some useful tips out of it, then the best thing you can do is simply go to iTunes and hit the subscribe button. By doing that, you'll get new episodes right on whatever device you listen to the podcast on. And also it helps bump the show up in the rankings. All right. So you can find the subscribe link on the show notes. And speaking of the show notes, you can find those at sigpodcast.com, cigpodcast.com. There you'll find the main podcast page for uh, every episode. And then if you scroll down to click and click the episode 28 link, with Zach Sexton, then you'll get quotes, you'll get links to all the tools and techniques and uh, extended reading that we talk about in the show. And you'll also find that subscribe link. All right, that is all for the intro. So let's get into this interview and become more productive with uh, Zach Sexton. All right, welcome to the show, Zach. Hey, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the show, dude. So uh, you are, let's see here, you're a writer and soon to be just the face of Asian efficiency dot com. And uh, for those out here who have not heard of this site, what is Asian efficiency? And furthermore, what is being Asian efficient since you tell me it's actually kind of a concept? Uh, So Asian efficiency is a blog where we teach about time, energy, uh, email, all sorts of management that you can do to basically get more done in less time. And and, uh, as far as productivity goes, it's really what we think of it is getting important things done consistently. So um, in other words, you could put it as the amount of time you spent pursuing your goals. Uh, so that's that's what Asian efficiency is about. Their, their mantra is how to make people more efficient one person at a time. That's that's what we live by. And uh, and that's what we write about. Cool. And so you haven't been involved with it forever, though, right? 
No, no. I'm actually newer to the team. I've been working with them for the last three or four months. Before that, I was a uh, productivity consultant with small business owners. And so I, I had a uh, business still still quasi open. I still work with a few few of my older clients, uh, but it was called Buckets, and it showed small business owners how to collect, organize, review, and do all the stuff that they needed to get done uh, using free online tools. And so I usually taught people how to uh, zero their inbox with Gmail, um, create standard operating uh, procedures, which is a really important concept when you're creating a business, mm. um, use and documenting all those on Google Drive, keeping track of all their tasks using a getting things done-esque method uh, that I kind of hacked together with, with Trello. And making sure that they everyone is on the same page with the team uh, with with certain projects, as well as kind of getting the calendars integrated and things tech things like that that uh, small business owners aren't always the best at at doing. They're they're good at their own thing, you know, whether it be being a, a real estate agent or um, you know, I even worked with carpet cleaners and locksmiths and things like that. So they're good at their thing, and um, and, and they they really appreciated me coming in and showing them how the how to kind of get stuff done in the in the in the information age? Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. My friend Andrew actually has a business where he does something a little similar to that. Uh, I think it's more about like just teaching people how to use the technology. But uh, I've met I've met a good number of people now who are just like kind of doing training in that area. It's interesting you only been with them for about three months though. I guess I didn't hear that when we met at WDS. So how'd you end up meeting those guys? Um. Well, so when I started um, Asian Efficient. Or when I started buckets, rather, um, I, I started up a blog and um, was was writing on that. And uh, this was kind of a stage in my life where I was really deep diving into productivity. I um, I've always kind of been interested in ideas, and and because of that, I think we actually have a really similar mindset. It's it's just so easy for me to get distracted. I'm just like, oh, I got to try that workout routine, or I need to. You know, start journaling, or and, and I would go off in all these different directions. And I, um, I, I came across a book called uh, "Getting Things Done" by David Allen, which um, I know you've mentioned on your blog a few times. And um, I'm kind of a, a pretty diehard follower of. Um, and and I just started using his system um, and writing things down, and um, you know, being a little bit more diligent about following up with things, and it just really really helped me. And I, and I was so excited about it that I just kept talking to people about it and you know, showing people in my life how to use these different tools. Um, and I eventually got to a point where, uh, I, you know, I felt like, Hey, I could, I could start a little business doing this. And, um, and so I did. Uh, and, and, uh, when I was, when I kept on reading different productivity books, um, I, and, and different blogs, um, I came across the Asian efficiency blog and I, fell in love with it. I, I was, I was reading a lot of their articles and, you know, commenting on their post and, um, and following them on Twitter and, um, Tan, which is, he was one of the, the, the original Asians of Asian efficiency, um, you know, kind of hit me up on Twitter one day and say, Hey, we're looking to grow our team. We, we, you know, noticed that, that you're also in the productivity space and you're, you, we kind of like how you write. And so I uh, interested. And so, um, you know, a few, a few emails back and forth. And, uh, then I, I was on their, uh, their track to join their team. It was actually kind of a long process. Uh, I, the first step was creating a video for them. Uh, the second mm -hmm. was, um, doing a little bit of, you know, background checks and things like that. N not, not criminal, but you know, <laughs> people I've worked for, 
Um, How many banks has this guy broken into? Yeah, like, yeah. Two or less, maybe. Um, but, the, <laughs> but the big thing they did was this huge personality test. And I, I think it was 25 plus pages by the time I was done, just asking me all these different kinds of questions about, you know, what different interest and, um, you know, how, what, what my what my strengths and weaknesses were, but also, you know, strengths and weaknesses as far as skills gets, skill sets, um, but also just personality. And they were looking for somebody specifically that had a certain set of, uh, of characteristics um, to, to fit what their, their need was. And hmm. um, apparently I fit it. And so I, I did a two week trial with them do, writing, writing a few articles and, and working on a few other projects with them. And, um, I still was a little uncertain, uh, even, even a week and a half into this little trial. I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of like my own thing. Um, but, uh, there was one conversation I had with Tan that he just, he showed me the vision of what Asian efficiency was, was going to. And, um, I was sold. I mean, he, uh, he and Aaron, uh, really, really have, um, a lot of ideas on, on, uh, where just not only their site and their blog and, and their, their, um, premium products that they sell uh, that teach people different things like how to use OmniFocus or um, how to get better sleep or just even a basic um, primer on on how to um, start living a more efficient life. Um, but but just where where kind of our society is going. Um, you are an information worker. Um, I am uh, most likely everybody who listens to this podcast will become one. And the thing about information work is that you don't necessarily know what you need to be doing every day. You have to make up your work and then mm-hmm. do it. You're trying to, um, to create value, uh, from, from your ideas or from concepts or from work that you do. And so, uh, that it, it's, it's, it's difficult to do and it's not taught in school and, um, especially, you know, the, the kind of industrial school system that, that is currently set up, um, uh, which actually I kind of wrote a little bit about on the blog recently, it's called university view, you know, how to do your own self education, but it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a new skill and, um, we've, we've never kind of been in an era where this many people, uh, need to, uh, need to, to have it. And I, I think there's a, there's a few things. There's, um, the being Asian efficiency that they're, they're looking towards Asia. There a, a few of our members live in Asia right now. And, um, and, and this, what America and Europe and, and kind of the Western con- company, countries that have been going through for, for quite a while, they're starting to do. So they're moving into, um, into the information age more and, and they need help and they need training for that. And there's also, um, what I see is, is, um, you know, a problem that, uh, our economy kind of suffers from is, is that there are a lot of people that kind of got left behind. They might be blue collar workers, um, from, from, you know, an, an age where, like think of all the think of Detroit, you know, all the, all those auto workers that, you know, they went to, when they went to high school and, and graduated, they, they knew they had a good job working in a plant. They, they don't anymore. And they need training for how to, um, how to become, uh, this, this new type of worker. And then also, uh, I, the people I was working with, with my productivity, uh, consulting firm were the older generation. So these people, um, you know, they've, they've, They've made it work on their own with business, but they're still struggling to deal with the basically just the onslaught of information that that people have to deal with every day. And without proper filters, 
it's um, and 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 prioritization and and, and organization um, and, and focus and all those other kinds of good things. Um, it's it's so easy to get overwhelmed. I know I used to all the time before I started implementing some of mm-hmm. the systems that have helped me out. Yeah, it's crazy. It's something I think about with uh, information work is there's like two types, right? So there's like very process driven information work, which I used to do as an IT worker. And with that, it's like, I know exactly what I need to do. And I just have to motivate myself to do it. And then with creative information work, which is what I do now, it's it can be harder because I know what I want to end up with, but I don't exactly know how it's going to come about. So when I sit down to write an article, I don't know exactly what's going to be there. Or like when I do a podcast, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like it requires creativity, which requires willpower. And it can be pretty difficult to do. Like it can be pretty difficult to muster. It's not actually physically uh, invigorating or anything like that, but it is mentally taxing work. Yeah. Yeah. It requires. And there, I mean, there's uh, that's that's kind of another concept that we talk about at um uh, at Asian Efficiency, uh, also James Clear is a really good blog on on habits yeah. and, and willpower as well, and 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 there's a limited amount of willpower that that people have, and um, you know every day you wake up and it's it's the tank is full, mm-hmm. and every time you make any decision, really, it's it, you know it takes a little drop out of that tank. Um, and the, the, you know, what you're talking about that creative work or, um, or, or just taxing things like writing or, um, or doing something you really don't like doing. Like I just hate doing my taxes. Um, and <laughs> I someone else to do it now. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I actually, I just, um, I met somebody at WDS and we were just chatting yesterday. He's gonna, he's gonna be helping me out with that. Um, right uh, sorry, uh, world domination <laughs> summit. Sorry to use the acronym. Yeah, I suppose um, we should. Tell people what that was because I don't think I've talked about it at all. Oh yeah, oh, it was kind of crazy, right? Did you did you go to the actual conference or did you unconference it? So yeah, I I did uh, the unconference room. Okay. Um, uh, the uh, Tan from from Asian Efficiency uh, had gone the previous few years, and he's like, I know enough people there. We're just going to show up, um, which worked out really well because I I met awesome people like you, and um, and we also had a lot of uh, uh, either. Private, just our, our our own company. Uh, Dylan was our tech guy who was also there. Um, we, we went over some workflows, some different projects that we we're working on, some things that we wanted to collaborate on. But also, we had other people that we knew that were coming there. Um, that uh, that that all came up with little little different. I don't know, mini courses. Uh, so one of them was on different different ways to uh, make best practices and decision. Um, I did a little course on how to, uh, network a little bit, uh, better. So, um, but, but, uh, the, the place was cool. So I, that was, that was the first one. And so for people who don't know, maybe I guess you went to it, you could probably describe it uh, a little bit better, but the world domination summit, as, as I understand it is, is for, uh, a place that Chris Gilbo, a, um, uh, kind of an, a big guy in the online space and um, travel hacking and a few other other things um, uh, came up with a, a conference where non-conforming people uh, can all come together and uh, talk about their crazy online businesses that that they're going to be doing. <laughs> and so it's, I, it, you know, part motivational, part networking, part um, just like, hey, there's other people like this um, in the world. Um, you know, I'm not the yeah. lone, lone person in Des Moines. Um, <laughs> the way I kind of felt it was like going to a place where people actually kind of understood 
what you're doing. Yeah. Because, like, here in my town, I have maybe, like, one friend who knows, like, oh, okay, you do online stuff. And the rest of them are just like, he's just that weird entrepreneur. And we don't really understand what you do. And then you go to Portland and they're like, oh, yeah, I understand that. I'm doing something similar. Yeah, we get it. But at the same time, it wasn't really, like, super businessy. Like, other conferences (laughs) I've been to, it's, like, people are kind of, like, in networking mode. Yeah. And they're, like, in business kind of formal mode. And then you go here and they're like, not at all. Like, they just want to meet and have, like, make friends. Yeah, yeah. And so that that was actually one of the things that, um, that we were talking about with networking, too, is that uh, we, we weren't going to go about it as in just handing out our cards willy-nilly to anybody and collecting as many cards and, and trying to get as many contacts as possible. Um, our, our thought was that we just wanted to connect with one or two people a little bit more deeply. Um, and, and so last year when I just mentioned, uh, James Clear, Tam, Tam met James Clear before his, his blog really blew up. And so now they're good friends. You know, we, we had dinner, uh, together and then same, same with you. And I, and I met a few other people that I, I feel like I really can relate, uh, to what you're doing and, um, and then resonated with you as a person. And so it's just like, yeah, two or three people is all it takes to make a conference. You don't need to have, you know, 40 cards and just email blast people that you barely remember. Um, so breakfast club, breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that. That, that was, was a, that was a good morning. Dude. So no, what I want to talk about is like, how long have you been in this productivity space and like how into it, what did you do when you were a student to oh, stay okay. productive? Yeah. So, um, it's I guess we should get the background. Like, what, what did okay. you go to school for? Was it something like business like I did or was it something different? No, it was it was business. Okay. I, I got a undergraduate degree in uh, dueled in economics and business administration. Okay. Um, and um, so I, I did. I, I really bounced around a lot after after college. I graduated not the best time. It was 2009. Um, and and throughout college, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't really have mm. much focus um, as, as far as that goes. I and as far as being productive in college, I, I wasn't into it. I, I, I you know, I got kind of what I needed to done. And um, I, I always did a little bit better if I carried around a planner. And letting me know what I what I wanted to get done that day, okay. um, but but other than that, I just kind of like okay, I've got a paper in two weeks. Uh, I'll I'll start writing a little bit today, and a little so bit you weren't really deliberate about this until after you graduated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was like, and it affects really all areas of of your life when you really kind of get these things um, tamped down. So I wish I had it earlier. I would have, I would have had a lot more clarity and focus of what I was going to do. I would have gotten a lot more done. I would have had more experiences, but you know, you find it when you find it. Yeah. Okay. So you graduated. And so what kind of like kickstarted you into learning about productivity then? Um, it was, it was a, one of my bosses actually, uh, suggested reading the, the getting things done book. That's right. Uh, And, um, and so I did and I started implementing it and it really worked for me. And so that's, that's kind of because it, because I went from such kind of a, a scattered, um, place before and, and it helped me it helped me so much just kind of collect things, know where, know where my stuff was. Um, it, it, it helped in, in, you know, 
just my basic psychology too. I was less anxious because right. I, I actually kind of felt like I had control over what I was doing where before I would start a project and, you know, get 60 or 70% of the way done with it. And then the next thing would come up and I would go to that. And so I, yeah. I eventually started getting discouraged because you know, it was just like, I'm, I, I can't finish anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I, when I started implementing the systems, which basically, uh, to, to give a, like a quick primer on it, it's writing things down. So David Allen has this quote that I saw on your blog too, is that your, your brain is for, um, having ideas, having ideas, yeah, not storing them, not holding them, not, not storing them. And that was the issue is I, I just had ideas rolling mm-hmm. around in my head all the time. So I put them down. And, um, then the next stage of that is, is to really just list out what all the action steps are to complete a certain project. Um, and, and they could even be simple projects too. Like, you know, if, if you're going to get your tires changed, don't just put, get your tires changed, put, you know, call mechanic, schedule appointment, put appointment in calendar. And, and as simple as that sounds, um, it makes a big difference because one, when you can look at your, all the stuff that you need to do, you realize, Oh, I can make a phone call right now. So it, it kind of spurs you to take actions that you wouldn't necessarily take with random moments of the day. Right. Uh, but also when you check things off, um, and I don't know if anybody else has this, I, I have a feeling other people do, um, checking things off. It just makes you feel good. It's just like, ah, I'm accomplishing stuff. So if you, if you break down your, yeah. your projects into smaller and smaller pieces, um, that, that checking of the, of each task, um, has a sort of positive reinforcement. And it's almost like you've got a little bit of momentum going on the project. So like, you know, rather than put, you know, if, if, if you're a college student, write paper, um, put write outline, write first draft, look for, um, look for sources, um, uh, write yeah. second draft, uh, edit. And if you put all these, all these things, um, down or actually a big one, if you're going to be writing a uh, mind map, uh, that's, that's helped me out a lot. Um, as one of your first steps, if you put all these things down and you're constantly going through, you, you, you see the, pro- the forward progress that you're making. It's not so intangible to you and it makes you feel better about it. And when you feel better about it, like, Oh, I can do the next step. It's not that big a deal. It's not too challenging. It's not, you know, writing a 30 page paper. It's, you know, writing an outline or, or yeah. uh, putting some ideas down on paper or, um, starting the bibliography or whatever it is. Um, so here's, so, here's something I just thought about right now, actually, um, because I do this now, I try to break my goals down into very manageable tasks. You're going to do this in your head anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you got to go get your tires changed, like in your brain, you're going to be like, okay, I got to call the dude, set up an appointment, drive there. And then, so you've already broken it down into little tasks, but if you're trying to hold those up in your brain, it can get stressful because you're already juggling everything else that's going on during the day. But if you get them into your system, you can kind of like say, okay, I'm gonna let those go. And just focus on this one, which is doable in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that and also it saves saves a little bit of time and energy um, because you're not thinking the same thoughts twice. Mm Because maybe if you know your tires are bald as get up and it's not safe to be driving, you're going to be. You're going to be there's this thing called uh, your reticular activating system. Um, And this is when a project's uh, been started, but not complete, your, uh, your brain will keep reminding you about it. And, Mm. and the only way to, to stop these little, uh, reminders are, are either by doing the project and finishing it or 
writing it down in a place that you know and trust that you'll go back to. And so rather than throughout the day, randomly your brain will pop up, oh, change your tires, change your tires. And, and that, that goes back to the energy management um, topic that we were talking about earlier is that each time you think that, it, you know, you're draining a little bit of that willpower, um, where if it's just, if it's down, it's taken care of, you know, you'll get to it. Um, you don't have to worry about it. And you could just be focused on what's really important, which is whatever is in front of you right now. So focusing more on the, on the, on the present moment and, uh, not wasting your energy, just kind of thinking about all kinds of different things, um, over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think this is something that definitely takes practice to get used to. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's just like anything tangible where you have to just keep doing it and then you get better and better as you, you know, stumble a little bit and just keep doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. What was that story you were telling me about the pots? Because that's that sounds similar. Oh yeah. Um so it is in a way. Um I was listening to your podcast earlier and um, I think it was episode 22. You had a guy named Grant on and it was how to be a, um, a public speaker, which is something you have aspirations to do. I actually have some aspirations to speak publicly as well a little bit more. And, um, and he had this idea where it's like, it's just at bats. Um, and I've heard this before, especially with, when it comes to public speaking, you're not going to be good with anything at, at first. And, um, and the more you do it, the the better and the more consistent you'd get. And that's that goes with uh, writing things down. So you wrote a blog post on Quick Capture. That's a really good blog post. Um, has some weird animal analogies, but <laughs> <laughs> overall, I'm um, really good at weird analogies. <laughs> yeah, uh, stretching the hell out of metaphors um, to say the least. Um, but. Uh, some a lot of it, it takes it takes practice. It takes habit to when like an idea pops up in your head, you write it down. Like that's that's kind of the crux of of what really helped me. Um, and and it sounds like it's helped you um, get information out of your head and into a place where, you know, you could deal with it a little bit later. And so that's just a habit that you build up. And, and the story with the pots was that they did an experiment. I can't remember if it was Stanford or, or what university I didn't cite it. I just remember reading it recently. And, um, they had this class and it was a pot making class. And, um, they, they split the group randomly into two different groups. And one class was graded on quantity. And so they're like, however many pots you make, that's going to be what your grade is going to be based off of. So if you make 30, 30 pots, you're going to get an A. If you make 25, that's a B, um, or, or, you know, whatever, whatever metric they used. And another class was like, Okay, this is pot making 101. We'll teach you all the theoretical things behind it. We'll teach you the best techniques. Um, but there's only one grade, and it's this one pot that you produce at the very end of the semester. And what they found is that the people who produced the quantity, they just got up and then made a pot and then made another pot, made some mistakes, made another pot, um, by the end produced vastly superior pots and i don't know how pots are are necessarily judged i guess they don't leak um <laughs> then the, the people who um who only had one crack at it yeah. even though they you know they they spent all this time learning about all the different theories um and 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 they only had to focus on one pot they didn't have to make a million pots um they they still they they weren't as good as is the people who had the more of the up bat or at bats rather um and so i think it could be said for a lot of things you know 
podcasting is one of them. I didn't go back and listen to your earlier podcast. Uh, you you let me know they were rough. Um, but same goes for writing or or any skill that you're trying to pick up. Um, that uh, you just gotta you gotta just keep doing it, keep trying. You're not going to be good at first, and um, and I think I remember you saying this before too. It's real easy to get discouraged because you see especially with the internet now you can see so many people that are so talented at so many different things you know you Mm -hmm. can see the best athletes and the best speakers on you know on ted talks and and um the best writers you have access to in in only a few seconds and um you see all these people and you just kind of you might feel inadequate especially you know if you're still floundering around trying to figure out what what you want to do and what you want to get good at um and and, sometimes uh, you want to do it all yeah, yeah, and a, and a lot of times you want to do it all, um, but that's that's what your someday maybe list is for um, to to do another GTD reference. Um, but uh, but all those people that got all, uh, amazing at all those things, they put in the work. They kept on showing up. Uh, you know, they used the Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours, or um, or or really spent a lot of uh, a lot of time doing the same thing over and over again until they, they were able to master it. So, um, yeah. And and that's, that's again, where productivity comes, comes back, I, I suppose is, is kind of the definition that I was saying earlier is, um, uh, consistently doing the things that are important to you. So you find the two or three things that are really important to you and you just keep working at them until, until you've reached your goals and had those successful outcomes. But it's really, it's more about the process than the end goal. It's more about just, just the doing than the, making things than the becoming. Yeah. It really does stand out when I think about podcasting. Cause I went about six months from when I decided I wanted to do a podcast to when I actually launched. And in between those six months, I was like listening to really good podcasts like Pat Flynn's podcast and all these other ones. And I'm like, okay, I need to study like how he says things. How does he interview people? How does he edit everything? And then eventually I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get it done. Like everything that was out in one night. And once you actually start to do it, you realize, okay, you're going to come in. You're going to run into stuff that nobody's run into before that you can't learn without just doing it. And eventually 27 episodes later, you're just way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is something that I need to do. So I want to do screencasts too, like screencast tutorials. And I'm like, oh, my screencasts need to be perfect. Well, you know, the first few, they're not that great. The next few are getting better and better. So I just think if I make more and more, eventually they're going to be pretty great. Yeah. So you you watched one of mine and you said that there were two things that were not Asian efficient in my screencasts that were not related to the actual content. So I want to know, I'm guessing that the one of them was that I had like 15 tabs open in my browser that might be one. Was of it them. one of them? Okay, but yeah. what was, I don't know what the other one was like. I couldn't figure oh, okay. it out. Okay, yeah, it was it was a it was a sneaky one in there. So um, the first one was was the, the tabs, um, and I I, <laughs> I mean we we really are similar. I, my girlfriend used to call <laughs> yeah. me the Tab Master General. I don't know where she <laughs> came up with that name. Um, Sounds like Postmaster I, General or something. Like yeah, that. I literally had. I mean, it was more than you. I saw you had like ten up there. I would have. 30. Well, I'm like uh, the next monitor. Your Skype thing is right there. And then I've got, I probably have 25 tabs open. On okay. this browser over here. Yeah. So I'm still um, doing it. But, and, and when you're in the midst of things, when you're working on stuff, 
you know, it's best to focus on one thing at a time, but for you, I'm sure you're doing a little research, which has to do with that one thing that you're focusing mm. on. Yeah. Um, but this concept, and I actually got it, uh, from, from the Asian efficiency crew, uh, before I even started working with them, I bought their, uh, their ebook and this idea really helped me and it was called clear to neutral. And so it's when you're done with one task, you shut everything down. Um, and, and I'm, I guess I'm using the computer analogy too, like close all your programs, um, before you start your next thing. And, um, clear to neutral also has like real world applications. So like when you get done, um, eating lunch, you know, wash your dang dishes and, and put them away. And doing this uh, is helpful because it, um, it, it, prevents any resistance to starting up again. And so if you know that you have to do a bunch of dishes before you make dinner, you might just order out. But if your kitchen's all clean and spotless, you're, you know, you're ready to go and cook. Um, but where uh, it, it's really helpful for um, people like us is if you have a million tabs open, you close the computer, you open it up the next morning, your mind's just going million different directions yeah. where it was versus that one thing that you probably wanted to get done that morning, which is never mm. going to happen because yeah, you, you know, first you see your Twitter, people have been updating you and then there's Facebook and then there's, um, this, you know, this email that needs to be answered and, and, and your day is shot. I mean, you're just going to go into all, all kinds of different directions. So maybe not while you're working, but at the end of the day, I'd highly suggest, you know, closing all your programs, closing, uh, especially your browser and making sure you don't have a million tabs open. You know, if you need to save some tabs, you know, put them on your, um, uh, there's, there's software for that, that you can like save stuff for later. I pinboard um, everything. Pin, yeah. Pinboard's yeah. A, a great one. Um, but so, the second one is, uh, this one I, I think is actually equally, if not more important, okay. is that I saw in one of your tabs that your email was open or your oh. email was up. And on that email was a little red dot um, that said how <laughs> many emails you had left unread. Uh, I'm still actually, looking at a, that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 50 plus. Uh, I, it'd make me feel better if you closed that tab. I blame, you know? I blame podcast movement. I was gone for the weekend. But, okay, I'm going to close it right now. Okay. Awesome. It's gone. So... Um, it's a constant source of anxiety. And now that you pointed out, I, I know like this whole week I've been like, Oh, I want to get this, this and this done, but I really wish my email inbox was cleared out and it's just so difficult to do it because that, that number represent represents like 50 different decisions that I have to make. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's that's where um, the overwhelm that that can be avoided um, would come from. And so I the idea with with email is that you really should be pulling this in, uh, pulling mm. this information in rather than it having be pushed on you at a times that aren't convenient. And so what what I did is I with my phone, um, with with um, my computer, with everything, I took out any push notification that I could find. Okay. Um, there's a few things like Twitter where I can't figure out how to stop the twist push notifications. And mm. I'm borderline going to take it off my phone because of that. But I know Twitter's there. I know Facebook's there. I know my email's there. Um, I don't need to be updated or reminded um, every time that I get a new email. And I don't need to know how many emails are in my inbox. Right. Um, so uh, that idea, I, and, and with that, it's just, it's, you can't you, you can't do email and work on what you're going to work on at the same time. So might as well not worry about both at the same time. Yeah. And um, and with with that, too. So you've got 50 or so um, uh, 
working from inbox zero is always nice merlin man wrote a really good wrote really good stuff on that back in the early 2000s that's mm-hmm. still really applicable today um i think if you go to inbox zero.com it'll explain kind of a whole system um the asian efficiencies team has a system as well yeah. and a big part of it is to touch it once so if you open an email um you do something with it. Okay. So either you, you respond to it if it's only going to take you a couple minutes or if you're in like email responding mode. Um, and if, if it's a task, you pull that task out and put it onto some sort of other task manager like OmniFocus or Trello mm. um, or uh, God, what are some other good ones? Uh, Workflowy. Um, hmm. I, use, of- uh, I use Habit RPG. Oh, Habit RPG. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I have a daily habit in there. It's just inbox zero. And then I went off to, you know, a couple of conferences and I was gone for like a week. Cool. So I come back and it's like 50 emails. Well, that's not doable in a day. Yeah. So I need to get it back down. But I, I was for a while at zero and I worked from zero every day and that was great. Cool. Then you, you, you kind of get, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah. And then. So here's a technique that you can use to get to zero okay. in like the next 20 minutes. Um, after we get off the phone, I guess, or off Skype. Um, so. You open up an email and it's a decision that you have to make. If this decision is going to take you longer than a minute or two, um, what I would suggest doing is creating a folder that says um, either at action or at respond or at to decide, something like that. But you put the at sign up first so that folder floats to the top of okay. your uh, of your Gmail or whatever application you're using. And you throw it in there. And then you go to the next one and – I'd say for for most people, about 80% of their emails um, are just like review, got it, you know, I can just archive it. Um, And then the other 20% are actually things you have to do. But those things that you have to do are buried in between all those others just, you know, maybe it's an email list that you're part of that you like to read, but it's not like an important to do for you. And so it gets lost in there um, if you don't process your your inbox quickly. Um, And so... You put it in that at action, um, and um, that way you can get it all to zero and then go in that folder and then prioritize the things you need to do and then respond to them accordingly. There's another one, too, that uh, another folder that's uh, fairly good to use, especially for, for somebody who has um, uh, a business like yourself, is um, uh, waiting on. And so this is if you sent out an email then you would or or request or something that you'd put that email into your waiting on folder there's also a really good application called um called boomerang and um boomerang i believe only works for gmail but what happens is you write somebody an email and let's say you're pretty sure this person's not going to get back to you because they're not very consistent what it'll do is if they don't depending on different criteria either they haven't opened the email they haven't responded to you or regardless it'll boomerang the email back into your inbox at a predetermined time. Mm -hmm. And so let's say, um, you know, you wrote me last week and if I don't respond, you know, within three or four days, it boomerangs back to your inbox. So then you can respond again saying, Hey Zach, you know, can you please get back to me on this? Um, and that way you don't have to think about, you know, like, Oh, did he get back to me? Did I send that email? Did blah, blah, blah. You know, so the, either the waiting on folder works for that, or you can use, um, software like, uh, boomerang. And there's another cool one that I use, um, called, uh, followup.cc. And it's, it's real similar. It, you decide like, okay, I want to be reminded in three weeks to, to touch base with this person. Um, that also helps with, you know, if you're trying to grow your network too. Um, 
you don't have to remember to like follow up with people. You can just set auto reminders like, oh, because I, I met this real cool girl at uh, World Domination Summit that runs a, um, a TED Talk in the Caymans. And I want to stay cool. in touch with her because I want to do a TED Talk someday. Yeah. Um, so like every month it comes back to me and I remember some of the stuff we talked about. She was rolling to Richard Branson. Um, so I'm listening to his book on tape. And so I'm going to like next time it boomerangs back to me I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool how Richard Branson does this. Um, this reminds me of an idea maybe I could talk about in the Caymans next year. Um, but, you know, it just kind of automates it for you so you don't have to. Uh, it's one less thing in your brain that you need to kind of keep track of. That's a good idea. Yeah, I often just like make notes in like the Evernote uh, for whatever I'm working on. I'd be like, okay, email this person back when I finish this article or when I finish reading this and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's I like, good. Too. I like the idea of boomeranging it back to your inbox. So I'm about to try that. Cool. I actually wrote an article about like email apps, but then like I, I listed boomerang, but then I don't use it. And maybe I just need to like tweak my workflow so that actually I'm comfortable with doing that. Because I don't know, like I, I guess my brain right now is like the email needs to be done and dead and archived yeah and like the idea of like sending it away to come back is weird to me but i know like when i think about it that's it, w- it would be helpful so i should try it so um i want to talk about entropy okay since we're like two people who are like really into task management systems so in a perfect world you have your task management system whatever it is and you enter everything you process it it stays nice and neat and, and tidy and all that. But for me, and probably for you and probably for most of the people, you get like just a lot of crap in there. And it just starts to get like overwhelming and you have like unfinished notes and things you had to write in really uh, like hastily when you're leaving class or something. So what do you do to keep your system organized so it's actually useful for you? Yeah, well... Speaking of getting things done, um, <laughs> so there, there's an idea, and, and I'm going to sound like a broken record in, in getting things done called the uh, the weekly review. And hmm. this is a time that you set up um, uh, same time, same place uh, is, is best, but if you're moving, maybe just same time. Um, where you review all of the things that you've put into your task management system, whatever it is, and you, you delete the stuff that's not important to you, or, or maybe you put projects on hold, you find out where the bottlenecks are, you, um, you add a little bit more description to things that need a little bit more description. And I actually just pulled up my OmniFocus right in front of me, and it has a section in there in the software where you, you can set up a review for your projects. And so you just go through it and I'm looking at my, um, monthly rituals right now. And one is to review finances. The other is to review my journal entries and the other is to set up a tweet deck. Um, so I look at those. I don't feel like I need any more monthly rituals. I I've got kind of a description of, of what I want in there, especially with my, my financings of my, my finance review, I've got um, a really pretty good documentation, like what it looks like in detail, um, what consists of a, um, a successful outcome, um, what resources I need. So I've got links to a spreadsheet that I have where I'm tracking my net worth, um, which is mainly getting rid of my student loans. Um, and <laughs> um, as well as um, some uh, a link to uh, You Need a Budget, which I'm considering joining. Oh, um, yeah. So what, uh, um, you know, what 
why is this thing important and and why am I doing this and how does this benefit me? So um, what I have written here is to, you know, to protect against unexpected events, um, to be able to have great experiences because I've got the money to do so, uh, to be free to do what I want with my time and my life and um, to be able to support causes that are important to me. So I've got all this written down and it'll just pop up um, once a month and and I can review it um, in automatically in, in OmniFocus. But this is just where I can review it, too, to see if this needs any more um, fine-tuning or, or polishing to be a good task. And, you know, if I look down a little bit later, um, uh, Asian Efficiency is creating an OmniFocus training program. So I've got a project on there called Best OmniFocus Training Program and um, a task on there called the um, Email Workflow, which I'm currently uh, writing about for, for that. Um, and it's got some links to some things in there and some ideas that I had for it. Um, and so if I need to put this as a priority, I can put a little flag on it and prioritize it or, or whatever, but it really is imp- the, the main idea is once a week because yeah, life happens and, um, you're, you know, you're running from one thing to the next. And, you know, for us, we, we've, we've definitely got a lot more time, uh, that's quiet. Nobody's distracting us, um, to ourselves. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, if, especially if your first job, if you're going into office and, um, you, you might be the low man on the totem pole or low, low lady on the, the totem pole. And, um, and people are asking you to do a bunch of things and running around and you really don't have as much time to yourself. It's always nice to have at the end of the week. Okay. You know, what are my priorities? What are my big projects? Where am I at with those? What are my like random to do's that I need to get done? What are some errands that I need to have? What are some things I need to buy for next week? Um, Friday is, uh, is a time I think that's prescribed in GTD. I actually like it on Sunday evenings, uh, where I kind of look through everything, see how my week's going to go, decide my, you know, my most important task for the week and for the next day. Um, and also just kind of gets me back up to speed, uh, with things after, after the, the two day break. So Cool. That's, that's how I deal with entropy. And yeah, when you miss a week, it's crazy. <laughs> but um, but it's it's usually it's it's easy to fall off, but it's also easy to fall back on. You know? Right. So I like that. Uh, what you said about just like being aware of the things you need to do coming up in the future. Um, speaking of listen, money matters. We talked about that earlier. I did an interview for them about money mindfulness. But really, for me, like mindfulness is one of the most important productivity techniques that I practice and it's just kind of being aware of what your life is dependent on now and what the goals in the future are dependent on. So like, as an example, if I'm living in the dorm and I want to get an apartment off campus and I want it to be a good one, like, when do I need to start looking? Like, when do I need to start actually applying and those kind of things and having a system with like monthly rituals or just a periodic pop up, like reminding you to do things is a really good way to kind of offload that into a system that's going to make sure that you know about it at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that concept a lot. Cool. Well, we've got a lot of great stuff in this interview. Uh, I'm not sure how long we've recorded because I hit record before we actually started, (laughs) but a ton of great stuff and I'm gonna have to go back through it and get some of the greatest things to put in the show notes. But so what's, what's coming down the pipeline for you guys? What are you really excited about right now? Um, right now I'm really excited about, I, I finally am, am going to be able to, uh, let some of my own personality traits shine. And we're doing some productivity workshops, uh, that, that will be coming up in September. So if you go to asianefficiency.com and you sign up for our, our, um, email updates, uh, you'll be 
likely told about it. I, I think we're we're starting with a small sample size of of our current uh, customers, uh, but it'll be growing. So I'm really excited to start giving some webinars and um, and giving some people a lot of real actionable advice that they can that they can take and, and use to to improve their life. Um, but other than that, I would just uh, just just keep on on uh, doing doing the my mo- most important things first and and figuring out where that where that takes me right on is there anything else popping up on your mind map you want to cover before we uh close it out um well here i'll, I'll leave with with one final tip okay. and because we said a lot of stuff today and yeah. most of it probably maybe takes a step or two before you, you do anything about it and so if you're listening to this on your run or um uh, you know, in your car or whatever. That's where I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, you might not take action on it. You might not go back to the, the, the notes um, and and look at all these, you know, cool softwares that, that I've talked about. But one thing that you can do that I almost guarantee you'll have um, a very productive day tomorrow is take 20 seconds and think about one thing that you want to get done tomorrow. You know, whether it be a personal thing, school, work, whatever it is. But one thing that's that that's a priority that you've been meaning to do for a while and uh, that really wouldn't be that tough to do. But you just you just kept on putting it off. So write that one thing down and then do that first thing in the morning um, before Reddit, before Facebook, before email, before anything. Just knock that task out. And if you do that consistently, I, you know, you won't you won't have any problems in life. Um, but, but that, that would be my, my final productivity tip of the, uh, of the interview. Right on prioritization, something that I need to work on as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try to like the, for me, it's like two or three things I want to get done every day, but I like that. Just wake up, figure it out, get that done first. Oh, I agree. Two or three things, uh, maybe up to six things that you can do in a day, but do one thing before anything else, before like you let the, the day you know, overcome you with, with all the, the urgency that might, might be out there. I guess it does bring up one last question I had. Do you have like a morning ritual? Cause I hear like some people they're like do a morning ritual. Others say, wake up, do the most important thing of the day first. And for me, I've been doing a ritual, but you know, I just kind of want to get some of the perspectives too. Yeah. Um, so I'll open up my OmniFocus and I've got my, my daily rituals and they're mostly morning ones. Um, so I, I wake up every morning and I, I meditate for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then I exercise four days out of the week. Um, I walk my dog, I water my plants, I review my goals. Um, so that's what I, so actually I do all of those things, including and breakfast before I do my most important thing. Um, I, I also have been journaling um, more recently. I used to only do it at the end of the day. I've sort of gotten into the habit of doing it at the beginning and the end of the day now. So that, I suppose that's that's another thing that's part of my my daily ritual. Cool. So you are more of a ritual guy instead of a wake up and do the first thing first kind of guy. Yeah. Well, so the rituals are, I, I feel like... It's sort of to, to take like Covey's um, uh, seven habits of highly effective people idea. It's to sharpen the saw. Mm. You know, I meditate to kind of clear the mind. Um, I exercise to make sure that I you know I have I'm healthy and I have the energy to work. I walk my dog because it needs to be done. Um, you know, I water the plants. That's quasi meditative, but also needs to be done. Um, and I review my goals to kind of keep me on track. Um, I've got a, just a link to Evernote um, of, of, you know, what my highest priorities are right now, what I'm trying to get done. And, um, and, and that kind of points me in the right direction. So I don't feel like those are necessarily 
you know, projects or things to do. Those are just things that kind of keep me, um, keep me moving and, and ready to where I can, um, take, take on those bigger projects. Awesome. All right. So, uh, if people are not located in the Caymans, (laughs) <laughs> waiting for you to do a TED talk. Where yeah. can they go to connect with you and find you online? Um, I'm I'm on Twitter quite a bit uh, at ZW Sexton. Sexton right. is my last name. Um, you can also, uh, if you ever write into Asian Efficiency, I'm likely the guy responding to you. So just say, hey, Zach, um, uh, I had this question or like the interview or whatever you wanted to do. You can you can write into support at AsianEfficiency.com. Um, I've got a personal blog as well that's updated semi-regularly it's just zachary sexton.com it's got a contact page there um so yeah all those places uh would would be would be good to reach out right on well thanks for dropping your knowledge bombs on us i've been learning a lot and i think this interview is really going to just like make me review what my priorities are and just try to get my entropy tamed a little bit cool yeah awesome thanks dude all right talk to you later All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Zach Sexton and learned a thing or two. Once again, you can find the show notes for this episode, which links to all the different tools that we talked about at sigpodcast.com. Find that link for episode 28 and you'll get the quotes. You'll get those links. You'll find a subscribe button and all sorts of other good stuff. Remember, if you still have questions after listening to this episode about productivity or anything else, yeah, feel free to email me, thomas at collegeinfogeek.com, and we'll get your questions featured on the show in a Q&A episode. Lastly, if you really want to be awesome, then it really helps to write a review and leave a rating on iTunes. And I actually want to read a review real quick today. And this interview is from Prophylaxis, and he says, it's entertaining and informative, an informative podcast. Uh, I have listened to all the episodes of the SIG podcast, and I am always happy with the quality and the depth of the interviews that Thomas goes into. Interspersed with individual and Q&A episodes, Thomas interviews interesting people every couple of weeks, and I can always get something actionable out of every interview. The resources and tips of the week always ensure that I leave the podcast with something cool to read or an app to download as well. If there's any cons to the podcast, I wish it were updated more. Two weeks is a long time. Still, I always rejoice whenever a new episode of the SIG podcast shows up in my feed. Uh, My favorite episode is the 14th episode, How to Level Up Your Life with Steve Cam. If you're just getting into this podcast, I highly recommend listening to that one first. Thank you so much, Prof. Alexis. I also really enjoyed the episode with Steve, and he's become a pretty good friend since then. So that was an awesome episode to do, as well as to listen to again when it was finished. Um, And some good news for you. I am working on getting the podcast into a weekly format. So... As soon as a few big projects are out of the way, you're going to be seeing a new SIG podcast in your feed every single week, and uh, you'll have more and more content every month to dig into. All right, that is all for the podcast, so I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com. Thank you.